the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Somebody sent me a message on social media. They said, are your glasses broken? And the answer to that question is yes and no. This pair is broken. It has no left earpiece. But the magical thing about glasses with only one earpiece is that you can hold them straight on your head with headphones. I came to work today in my wife's vehicle. And so when I forgot to put my reading glasses in my work bag, I didn't have my stowaway pair of reading glasses in my car because I don't have my car. So I scrounged through my wife's vehicle and I found a pair of reading glasses with the left earpiece missing. But we soldier on through the miracle of headphone balancing. Now, I've talked before about Republican Ohio House member Bob Young. Not glowingly, I might add, because Mr. Young is charged with domestic violence, and it appears to me credibly charged with domestic violence. And then, recently, he violated the terms of a protection order by calling a relative multiple times. Sounds an awful lot like harassment. Both behaviors sound very unbecoming or someone who, of someone who is charged with representing the people of the Canton area in the Ohio House. And so I have said that Mr. Young should resign his position. And it took Ohio House Speaker Jason Stevens considerably longer than it should have taken him to remove Mr. Young from the chairmanship that he held in the Ohio House, which also paid him a $9,000 bonus or an extra amount of $9,000 because that's what committee chairmen in the Ohio House get. So finally, Stevens stripped Young of his committee chairmanship, but Young remains a member of the Ohio House, and they're going to come back and reconvene in the General Assembly next week. And for all appearances, he is going to be back while he is facing criminal charges for domestic violence for an incident at his home around July the 4th, And then for this latest violation, apparently, of the protection order terms. Now, finally, the other members of the Ohio House have weighed in. And they have written a letter uh, suggesting, demanding that he resign. He should resign. He should not need a letter from Republican members of the Ohio House for him to resign. But Bob Young is stubborn. Brian Stewart, a Republican from Asheville, said, I think most people would resign before they wore an ankle monitor on the House floor. And yet here we are. Yeah, Bob Young has to wear an ankle monitor because he was given that stipulation by a judge when he was released from jail after the first domestic violence incident. So we've got 34 GOP members of the House who've written this letter and have suggested that Mr. Young resign. I don't, I don't for a second understand why this man is persisting in staying in the Ohio House. 
his political future is finished, okay? As it should be finished. If you strike your spouse, if you threaten your spouse, if you terrorize your spouse or your children, you are unfit to be a public servant. I don't know Bob Young. He has professed a faith in Christ, which I certainly hope is authentic and comes from his heart. And if so, then he should ask forgiveness of those that he has wronged, and he should work on his marriage and put his marriage back together. But he should not be of a divided mind trying to serve in the Ohio House with those things hanging over his head. He has lost the privilege, and it is, or should be, a privilege to represent people in the Ohio House when you conduct yourself in your private time away from the General Assembly in that manner. You are never off. You are never not a representative of the people once you win an election and gain the right to represent them. So that's deeply disturbing to me. I would be railing against it if Bob Young were a Democrat. I am no less, in fact, I'm more offended by it because he is a Republican than I would be if he's a Democrat. If I'm a Democrat, I would be offended by it, but I would understand it because they apply a double standard to everything. Republicans, we have to be consistent. We have to stand up for true things. And I don't see that in Bob Young's behavior, certainly since the month of July, and probably it predates that. Now, last night in the Linden area, here in town over by the fairgrounds, they had uh, what was estimated at a crowd of several hundred people who came together for something called the Legacy Youth Stop the Violence Peace Rally. And this is great, but I'm just afraid that it won't do any good because you can hold all the rallies you want to, make all the speeches you want to. It won't prevent the killing of the children in Columbus, Ohio. We've had a dozen kids, 18 and under, murdered in the city this year. A dozen. That is a little more than 10% of the 107 people who have been murdered in our city. Now, if you were to include on this list, not just the 107 people who were killed, but those who have been charged with the murders, of the 107, then you would see the numbers of youth whose lives have been, if not ended, then in this case certainly ruined if you're charged with a murder, you would see that number jump astronomically. We are now at five suspects for the murder at the Dairy Queen of a 19-year-old male on, was it two weeks ago this coming weekend? Five people have been arrested. One is age 20. He's the the geriatric in the crew. One is 18, two are 14, and another is 16. All five of them are charged with murdering this 19-year-old. So there are five people right there under the age of 20. One of them's life ended. A lot of their lives are ruined or uh, certainly heavily disrupted. And we'll see how or if they dig out of that. The fact of the matter is, uh, rarely do they dig out from that. Now, you might have seen yesterday the sentencing of the Proud Boys organizer, Enrique Tarrio, and he got 22 years in prison for 
a riot that he wasn't even a part of? I mean, if you're going to get 22 years in prison for your role in a riot, it feels to me like you should maybe be there to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Uh, this is an epic double standard of justice. I'm not saying the guy was guilty of nothing, but 22 years? 22 years? Like, I am going to say it. What about the BLM protesters? What about the Antifa protesters? What did they get? None of them got that. None of them. They set fires. They caused damage. They built, burned federal buildings. None of them got two decades in prison. And you can say, oh, that's whataboutism. Oh, that's not fair. That's whataboutism. Sure, whataboutism. Yeah. Yeah, it is whataboutism. You know why I bring up whataboutism? Because isn't that the essence of what I thought was a defining American principle? Equal justice under the law? Isn't equal justice under the law another way of saying whataboutism? When you use whataboutism as a defense for someone being treated unfairly, what you are saying is, here's a case where the penalty was X, and here's a case with remarkably similar or even identical circumstances or worse circumstances, and the penalty was negligible or nothing or non-existent. So yes, what aboutism? You're not going to be able to talk me off of what aboutism when Enrique Tario gets 22 years and people who set fires that killed people during the BLM riots get nothing or probation. Yeah, what aboutism? What about it? What about it? Do we have equal justice? I know we don't. A better question would be are we supposed to have equal justice? Do we claim to have equal justice? Because if we don't have equal justice, you know what we have? We have a two-tiered justice system. And all the Democrats tell me, oh, no, we don't have a two-tiered justice system. No, 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 no. And then on the other hand, they say, oh, it's whataboutism. Don't bring up Trump and Hillary. It's whataboutism. Yeah, it is whataboutism. Because that is the essence of equal protection under the law. Whataboutism. What about it? So we have this afternoon the funeral of the 21-year-old woman who was pregnant when she uh, did not comply with officers outside of Kroger in Sunbury. Uh, She was reported by store personnel to have been involved in the theft of alcohol. This is a fact I would like to know. Like, was this something the Blendon Township Police will not disclose? She was accused of stealing alcohol, which... You can say, well, that's petty theft. Alcohol, stealing alcohol, that's petty theft. Look, I'm not a drinker. I don't purchase alcohol. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, you know, if you steal a cart full of alcohol, uh, bottles of alcohol, can't that get to be fairly pricey? I would think so. Now, that's not to say that anybody deserves or uh, merits being shot and killed for shoplifting, but... Let's not present only the facts that make your side appear to be sympathetic either. Uh, The attorney for the family uh, is doing just that. By the way, uh, this attorney, uh, he's a contender to overtake Rex Elliott in Rex Elliott's uh, unabated pursuit of Ben Crump as uh, top race grifter when it comes to police-involved shootings. 
Rex Elliott is all over that. And now Sean Walton not only represents the family of this uh, woman killed outside the Kroger, but he also represents Casey Goodson Jr., uh, who was shot by an... It's hard to know. He was an off-duty Franklin County Sheriff's deputy because he was working for... Or he was on a case with the U.S. Marshals. Uh, I don't give a lot of names in these things because until someone is found guilty of something, I don't see any reason to disclose their name because I'm going to err on the side of caution. And I know what the left wants to do is they want you to get the name of the officer out there as often as possible. You will notice I never gave the name of the officer involved in the Micaiah Bryant shooting. Oh, his name was out there. LeBron James put his name out there. And why did LeBron James put his name and his picture out there, by the way? They put his name and his picture out there because they wanted you to dox him. They wanted you to find out who he was, where he lived, who his parents were, and they wanted you to make his life miserable. Why? Because in the course of him performing his duty, as he was trained to do, his life intersected with someone who was in the midst of making an assortment of bad decisions all in a row, one of which built on the other, all of which led to the unpreventable shooting and death of Micaiah Bryant. Same situation appears to have prevailed here in the shooting of this woman at the Kroger. She's in the car with her two kids. The officers tell her to get out of the car. She doesn't get out of the car. She rolls the window down. She knows full well what they're saying. So she couldn't hear them. That was the argument in the Casey Goodson shooting, by the way. You remember? Oh, he had headphones in. He couldn't hear. Also in the Donovan Lewis. Oh, he had headphones in. He couldn't hear. All yeah, right. Sure. We'll see. Maybe so. Maybe it'll be proven in court. One officer standing in front of the car. The car lurches forward, and he fires. Now, I don't know if that's police procedure or not. We'll find out if he is charged with a crime, but as of right now, he is not charged with a crime, and so I'm not going to mention his name, but, 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 his name is out there, too, because the attorney for the woman who was shot and her family are putting the officer's name out there, and the gutless leftist, but I repeat myself, media in this town is also putting it out there. By saying, we're not giving the name of the officer, but the family's giving the name of the officer. Man, come on. You're allowing your news organization to be used to put the name of an officer out there who, oh, by the way, is protected from his name being disclosed by Ohio law. Marcy's law in Ohio protects law enforcement officers, and their identities in matters such as this. Now, if he's charged with a crime, then his name will become public. And if he's convicted of a crime, then I might disclose his name, depending on whether or not I agree with the verdict, because I certainly don't agree with the verdict. In the case of Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis, Minnesota, George Floyd was high as a kite and had enough fentanyl in him to kill a horse, and it was he who said, I can't breathe before he ever got out of the car and Derek Chauvin ever leaned on his shoulder. So Columbus, Ohio, in the news again with another shooting, but as was the case with Donovan Lewis, 
Had he complied with officers, had she complied with officers, had she just gotten out of the car when they said, get out of the car, put yourself in that situation. You're at a Kroger. You come outside. You get in the car with your three-year-old and your six-year-old. And two police officers are knocking on your window telling you to get out of the car. What do you do next? You have an assortment of decisions that you can make. You can, here's the best decision, put your hands on the steering wheel so they can see both of them. And say, I'm going to open the door now and get out of the car. Or you can argue back and forth. I'm not getting out of the car which is a bad decision, or you can try to get away or feign getting away by accelerating the car away from the officers. The latter two decisions will not end well for you. So these kinds of stories are entirely preventable. What I object to is the other side, the side that wants to take the bad decisions made by the victim and act as if the victim has done everything right and the officers involved have done everything wrong. In most cases, the life decisions of the people involved in these cases have been considerably flawed from the life decisions available to them that would have rendered much better circumstances and would likely, had better decisions been made, kept them out of these kinds of confrontations at the point in their life where they went horribly south because officers were there to try to intervene in a situation. Remember Donovan Lewis? They were at his house in the wee hours of the morning serving warrants for felony mishandling of a firearm, domestic violence, and assault. He obviously had made some bad decisions and done some things that most of us never do, which is why, for most of us, officers aren't knocking on our door at 2 a.m. with a police dog trying to get us out of bed so they can arrest us. And with this woman at the Kroger... She's 21, she has a 6-year-old and a 3-year-old, and is pregnant again. I've not seen a mention of a husband in any of these stories. Maybe there is one, there hasn't been one mentioned. Which again, is that illegal? No. Is it the best decision you can make for a peaceful life? Also no. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.